Welcome back to Library Land Loves. I'm Michelle Arbuckle. Here we are, back at it again, chatting about all things library. I have to admit, I have been in a bit of a rut. Not gonna get into it, it's boring, but I was reminded over the past month that what really gets me energized and motivated and feeling like my normal human self is connecting with other people and talking to them about what makes them feel energized and motivated, which is kind of the reason I started doing this podcast five years ago, my gosh, was to talk to people, find out what gets them interested in library things, library land, what makes them come to work every morning, what keeps them going. And so I hope that this episode does that for you. I'm sorry there's been a bit of a rut, a bit of a gap in our program, but we're back. Season five, let's claim it. Season five of Library Land Loves episode starts now. And today I am thrilled, excited, jazzed to bring my friend and fellow Library Lander Nancy Cooper to the podcast. Nancy is the First Nations consultant at the OLS, the Ontario Library Service. She has worked in the native literacy field for over 17 years, is an author in her own right, and is an amazing person who has volunteered countless hours and amounts of her time for so many library initiatives, including the OLA Super Conference, which is where we met. And she's also the coordinator of the First Nations Community Reads Program, which we're here to talk about today. Nancy, it's so nice to see you and to have you here today to talk to us about the First Nation Communities Read Program. Why don't we start by you telling us more about the history of this program, where it came from, and how it works? Sure. Well, I've had the um, the privilege to administer the program now for about six years. Hard to believe it's been that long. Um, the First Nation Communities Read Program started in 2006, and it was started by uh, First Nation public librarians who wanted to celebrate uh, the best in Indigenous literature. And it's just grown by leaps and bounds from... Um, you know, having a few books to choose from back in the beginning to this year, the um, long list was over 75 titles. So um, it not only shows the support for the program from the mainstream community, but also just the explosion of Indigenous voices out there and the support from the publishing industry to get those voices uh, out for everybody to, to hear. Absolutely. So with a program like that, where you're selecting that many titles, what does that look like in the background? Like how many librarians or readers are involved with the pulling together of this list? Well, this year we have two juries and there are two categories every year. So we have a children's category and a young adult adult category. And each of those categories has a four-member jury made up of First Nation public librarians. So when the call for nominations comes out, the main, main criteria is that the book has to have been published in the last year. So this year, all of this year's program, all of the books were published in 2021. So the call for nomination goes out. Oh, it's also very important that the author is Indigenous. 
or the creator is indigenous. That's the, the whole reason for the program. So the call for nomination go, nominations goes out. I have a big, huge list of publishers that I uh, reach out to, and it keeps growing every year, which is really cool. Um, and then they send me uh, copies of the books that they want to nominate. So they send, I think, six copies each of, of each of the titles. And uh, then I disseminate them to the jury and I keep a copy just in case there's, you know, an issue that comes up because of one of the titles, that kind of thing. And then when I'm finished with them, they get sent to a First Nations library. That's amazing. Yeah, so the juries have a set amount of time to uh, read the books. They have um, to pick their top 10 and then they come into the conversation with their top 10 and they have a, a chart that they can see the other jury juror members top 10 and then they have a discussion and come up with a short list and a selected title. Um, we announce, usually announce the long list after the nomination process is closed. That's always been a big hit at the Ontario Library Association Super Conference. I was really surprised the first year I did it and I had a packed room. It's when I realized, oh yeah, librarians are wanting this list so they can turn around and go and buy the mm -hmm. titles because it's a curated Indigenous authored or created list. Absolutely. Which um, saves them a, a, a bit of work, right? Yeah. Um, and then so the shortlist is announced after the, um, the jury has their discussion. Um, within that discussion, they have picked the selected title, obviously. And so we leave it a couple weeks between announcing the shortlist and announcing the selected title. So this year, uh, um, the selected title award presentation will take place uh, during First Nation Public Library Week, which is the 3rd to the 7th of October. That's great. For those who haven't done it before, but are in and around library land, participating in juries like this, where you're reading different titles and coming together and having conversations about them. It's such an interesting experience. And it's one of those ones where I always wish, you know, we could peek into the jury room and make a podcast out of those discussions. But they're so... Um, like it's so, so important to have those private conversations and, um, you know, maybe talk about some of the more controversial things that aren't for an open discussion. But I think, you know, it's just a really interesting process. Obviously, your juries are exclusively for Indigenous people working in First Nations public libraries. Is that within Ontario yeah. or more broader than that? It's an Ontario-based program. But interestingly enough, we, um, we design... We have a poster designed for us that has all of the covers of each of the nominated titles. And we have provincial and territorial partners. We print those posters out and send them all over. So say, for example, Saskatchewan orders 2,000 of the posters, and then they get sent out to all of the libraries and First Nation communities throughout the province. So it's... Ontario-based, but it's also nationally recognized. Right. Um, one of the other things that happens is we have a, um, a collaboration with um, the Centre for Equitable Library um, Access. Access and the National Network for 
um, equitable library service and they take all of the EPUBs that we have and uh, make them accessible, That's great. which is really, really a great collaboration. You mentioned your poster this year, which I have to say is so beautiful. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, we'll put a link in the show notes, but um, what was the relationship with that artist? How did you, how did you find them? Oh, um, well, we, are you talking about First Nation Public Library Week with the fish? Oh, you know what? I am talking about that. Yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, it is a really, really beautiful poster, I have to admit. Um, sh- uh, her name is Autumn, and she's from um, Magnetowan First Nation. So we always try and get an, an artist that is from a First Nation that has a public library. And so I was just looking at some of her art that already existed, and that really stuck out at me. Um, and we went with it. So uh, I'm not going to say the Anishinaabe words because um, I don't have them in front of me, but basically they translate to wait and listen. So that's something that people the, uh, would say if somebody was, you know, um, really anxious to get going on something, say, wait, listen, we're going to listen to what this person has to say before we move on. So a lot of the conversations this week have to do with just listening to people and talking about their areas of expertise and learning from them. So Mm -hmm. if people have a chance, all of that, uh, most of the events are available free to the public and there'll be, there'll be links to them on the First Nation Public Library website. But going back to the poster for First Nation Communities Read, uh, we have worked with um, Muskrat Media for the last several years. It uh, is a, a media design company that's based out of Wasoxing First Nation near Perry Sound, Ontario. And um, Dave Schilling and Rebecca Tabamadung are the co-owners of Muskrat Media. They do uh, Muskrat Magazine and uh, they also do all kinds of design. So they've been really, really helpful getting us to um, uh, have the most amazing posters and this year has been tough because like I mentioned before we had over 75 nominated titles 25 in the children's category and then that many more in the uh, 51 I think in the adult uh, young adult category so we're trying to figure out how the heck are we going to have that many titles on a poster Mm -hmm. so it's going to be really cool because it's going to look like beadwork So, yeah, watch out for that. It'll go on to the First Nation Communities Read website, which is fncr.ca, once we have it ready. And people can download it if they like. So, obviously, one of the goals of the program is likely to get people reading. It's usually the goal of any reading program. But can you tell us more about, you know, what else is this program aiming for? What are the goals? Well... I like to say that we celebrate the best of Indigenous literature um, in Canada. Um, The jury specifically is looking for stuff that they can program in their libraries that will, um, you know, be accessible, that will be interesting to their community, uh, will be interesting to various age groups in their community. that's one of the really most important parts of the program is is that making sure that the community 
will really like this book or this list of books. Um, the programming is one of the most important things, you know, because I've had people question, like, why did they pick that book? That's so interesting. And I'll say, well, the, the librarians know that they can do all sorts of things with this title, mm -hmm. not just have people take it out. They can do story time, they can do workshops, they can do movie night, you know, tie-ins, all that kind of thing. Um, one of the other things that happens uh, just naturally is the education part of the um, of the program is letting non-Indigenous people know about what's out there because they might not know. Yeah, absolutely. It's obviously being used a lot in public libraries for reading. Have you heard heard anything about schools using it as well? Oh yes, we have quite a few school libraries that uh, utilize the selected titles, definitely. Now I can probably talk to you a little bit about the selected titles if you like. I would love that. Um, Read my mind. So this year, uh, for the very first time, we had a tie uh, in the children's category and there were two jurors who were adamant about who they wanted the selected title to be. And I am not one to argue with older Anishinaabe women, so we just said, I just said, hey, it's our program. We could do whatever we want. <laughs> so it was a tie. And uh, this year we have um, Little Bear in Foster Care by S.P. Joseph Lyons, which is uh, published by Indigenous Education Press. And We Dream Medicine Dreams by Lisa Bovan, which is published by uh, High Water Press, which is an imprint of Portage and Maine. The adult category is uh, also an interesting choice um, and it's called Indigenomics Taking a Seat at the Economic Table by Carol Ann Hilton and uh, I, the, the publishing the publisher name has escaped me my apologies. Um, New Society Publishers I believe. Yeah. Do you have someone barfing yeah, in the sorry. back? Background? Dog. Hey. No thank you. Very protective. I have a I have a wife talking in the background, which she might be hearing. So, <laughs> so those are your three selected titles for the 2022-23 yes. program. Yeah, very exciting. And I would imagine, you know, the long list is such a wonderful reading list for people to use throughout the year for their own reading, for programming within their libraries, for buying gifts for people, that kind of thing. Oh, for sure, and. Uh, you know, we, we really, really want to highlight our amazing relationship collaboration with goodminds.com, which is a bookseller based on the Six Nations of the Grand River, uh, First Nation. And uh, Achilles Gentle, who's the owner, has been so amazing. He's taken over because we moved to home offices even prior to COVID. Um, so I was told I couldn't um, receive all of the boxes of books at my house in case you know they fell over and crushed me. Mm -hmm. um, so Achilles has taken over all of the ordering and distribution to the libraries. And being our official wholesaler, if you're a librarian, you can go to our website, fncr.ca, and shop directly from the website just by clicking shop, I think, or something like that. And it'll take you right to goodminds.com. And he, uh, even before he took over the business, 
there was always a really good deal if you wanted to buy a whole bunch of the First Nation Communities Read titles. They would uh, provide either free shipping or some sort of discount. Um, and what's really great about that is uh, a portion of, of every purchase goes to the Supporting Indigenous Libraries Fund. So it helps with um, some bursaries, I, I believe, and uh, looking towards building new First Nation libraries. So it's a win-win. Excellent. Hot tip. And we'll put the links for goodminds.com in the show notes as well so that people can directly go and buy their books from there. Nancy, you're an amazing force in library land. And I'm always amazed by the work that you do and what energizes you. I'm just curious, you know, what keeps you charged up and connected to this program? What's your favorite part of it? Oh, my favorite part of it is when I get my uh, shipment of, of one copy of each of the nominated titles. The, the, I'm allowed to get those. <laughs> and just seeing the depth and breadth of the Indigenous awesomeness that is uh, that is showcased there and you know to see the to to see and and read the voices that have been silenced for so long in this in this place we call Canada to be so celebrated and the family stories that are there and the stories with with the grandparents and the stories about being on the land and and that type of thing is just so amazing and then you know going into the adult adult category the poetry and the memoir um of people's lives is is uh, it keeps me reading it keeps me hopeful it uh shows the resilience and the joy of indigenous lives which keeps me really happy and interested you know and other times in my life i'd be at a job for about two years and then i'd get bored and move on uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I just really love this program. Um, it's it's so near and dear to my heart. And I've met so many people all over Canada, um, be, be it publishers or people um, who work with libraries at, at the uh, provincial government level all over, uh, who really love to to participate in the program. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for leading the charge here and, you know, just making this program happen. I think it's so wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit more about how people listening can participate? How can they become engaged with the program or learn more? Sure. Well, we just, uh, like I mentioned a bit earlier, we just launched our new website, which is fncr.ca. And uh, we'll be we'll be building on it as we go. I, I have plans to have a whole uh, portion of the website to talk about how people can program First Nation communities read in their libraries or their classrooms. Um, so that's one of the ways. Um, we're going to be having at least three author talks for each of the authors throughout the next year at various events, be it uh, through the Ontario Library Service um, First Nations programming or through Learn HQ, which a lot of people are probably familiar with. Um, and then I'm going, well, hopefully, since I'm talking to you, hopefully I'll get <laughs> chosen as one of the presenters for the super conference and, uh, we can talk about programming there with all the, right. uh, the eager librarians. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Nancy. I think we've all learned so much about the First Nation Community Reads program. It's such an interesting program, a long list of titles, which everyone in library land loves. And, uh, and the top three selected, surely everyone should put that at the top of their lists for this year. And I hope that everyone listening can uh, take a look at the program and get their libraries involved, um, share the titles and collect them for their own collections. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming and chatting today. Michelle. It's always fun to talk to you and I miss you. I miss your face. So it's nice to be chatting. Nice to chat to you too. I miss your face too. All right. Thanks, Nancy. And thanks so much to you for listening today and for joining us back on Library Land Loves for not deleting us from your podcast app. I appreciate you. I hope that you'll take some time to check out the First Nation Communities Read website at fncr.ca. I'll be putting some other relevant links in the show notes, so please take a look to learn more. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care, stay safe.